0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome along to Benchcast, the podcast for benchwarmers. I'm your host, Neville Dunham. Today I'll be talking to Sheffield United and Irish defender, John Egan. I'll be talking to him about the Irish campaign, his club Sheffield United, and other things. John's a hard man to pin down, but I'm delighted to have one of her own on the podcast. This podcast, believe it or not, was also done live from Waterpark in Tenerife, but between the two of us, we made a walk. Give it a listen, enjoy.
1: John Egan, John, thanks for coming on the pod. No bother, boy. Finally uh finally got round to it, my bad. Yeah,
0: no no panic at all. Uh, um, we'll go straight into it, because as I said, I'm I'm actually doing this from Tenerife and they're about to kick us out of the water park. But um <laughs> let's start with Ireland. You guys must be happy with how the comp- how the campaign ended.
1: Yeah, um, we've been building well all year really, um, you know, getting better and better as a team, as players, so, you know, it's a pity we, you know, we didn't kind of peak earlier on in the group, um, but I think the performances, you know, got, got really good towards the end of the year and, you know, we managed to put in some good ones and get some good results.
0: Yeah, like I was, like I was saying there, I was talking to you on Instagram um, like Bar Luxembourg and Azerbaijan, and I thought you were kind of unlucky in that one, I could have to really say it. Stephen Kenny is doing a good job. And like I think the Irish fans have to be patient because like, it's the first time in a long time that I've enjoyed watching the Irish team play. Like, I can see it. You guys are really trying to play out from the back. And, and you know, it's a passing game. It's an, an attractive game. Stephen Kenny is trying to go for.
1: Yeah, listen, you know, he wants to... He wants to change, you know, things and he came in and, you know, he's very brave and I think all the players have, you know, taken to it. Um, everybody loves meeting up, uh, you know, the coach and we get is brilliant. We're going into games with a lot of confidence um, and, you know, we, I think you can see that with the last few games how we've played. Um, you know, we scored some goals and played some good football so, you know, hopefully long may continue.
0: Yeah, and um, the other thing I exposed in, John, is um, talking about Sheffield because, you uh, you game called off there, or was it, last night, you were telling me, and um, you're currently lying 13th in the table. Like, I suppose the aim really for Sheffield is, obviously, is to get back into Premier League.
1: Yeah, um, the aim is to get promoted. Uh, you know, we started slow. Um, lately, we've been doing better. Uh, we've won the last three, so the game getting called off Monday kind of halted us a bit. But, you know, we're looking to kick on now and try and get up the league um, you know, try and try and break into those playoffs and you know, we have we, a really good squad so I don't see any reason why we can't if we keep playing well.
0: Yeah, you've, you've, been, there now a good, you've been there now a good few years um, and uh, like there was like and to be honest, when you, were, when you were in the Premier League I saw you got into a few team of the weeks like you weren't tempted to maybe move back to your former club, Brentford were you, when, when you saw how well they're doing now in the Premier League?
1: Uh, listen, you know, we we got relegated last year. It was a strange season season. Um, you know, COVID and no fans etc. and you know, it was, it was a tough season, uh, losing a lot of games, but you know, the the main the main focus now is to try and get back up to the Premier League. Um, you know, the Championship's are a really tough league. Uh, you know, anyone can beat anyone on any day and I think we the goal now for me and you know for the lads and for the for the football club is to is to obviously try and get back up we've got a bit of a mountain to climb but you know we we believe that we've a good squad and, and good players and we'll give everything to do it
0: yeah and I must say John like like obviously well you're, you're from Cork and I uh actually my old friend was Kerry man too and I think he bumped into your outfit and did a few chats a few times but and he we used to be hearing about you but um what I like is that you really stuck with it, like, because you have had injuries along the way and you moved clubs and you eventually made it. Like, is that what, what Irish players have to do now? Because, you know, it's, it's getting tougher and tougher the whole time for Irish players to break into England.
1: Yeah, it is tough. You know, you're competing with the whole world. Um, I myself, you know, I just turned 20, went on loan to Bradford, um, who were flying and... You know four games and I broke my leg, so that's kind of 2021 gone. Um, crucial, crucial ages when you want to start playing football. Um, so yeah, everyone's journey is different. You know, I had to build myself back up, I had to go out and play games, uh, hence the move to Gillingham and you know, did well there, and moved on to Brentford and then to Sheffield United. So, yeah. Working hard, really. You have to keep the head down. You have to keep believing in yourself, and yeah. you know everybody kind of gets gets places at different ages. And you know, I think the the journey I have has definitely stood to me because you know I, I'd never ever take it for granted, and I try to train every day. Like you know, it's a game, and it could be my last session.
0: Yeah, yeah. And really, Sam, um, why, uh, why, why soccer then, John? As I said, like, and why weren't you uh, convinced to go down to get a football route like Rolfa Like I was saying to you off here there that I. I saw your mother has a League of Ireland middle uh, in soccer. Like, Was she uh, a bigger influence on you than your dad?
1: Um, no, they were both really big influences. I'd say the, the thought of me lining out in Crow Park in a Cork jersey uh, probably influenced the, the parents to get me on the plane. Um, yeah. No, they, they were brilliant. Uh, you know, whatever I wanted to do, I was allowed to do. Um, played all sorts of sports growing up. Gaelic football, hurling and and football, obviously, being being the top three. um, you know, I played I signed for my local club Greenwood, um, when I was about six or seven. Obviously, played for bishops down all the way up in GA, and yeah. you know there was nothing between the three sports really. I loved loved all three, um, but you know when you when you start getting offered contracts at 14, 15, you know you you kind of have to grow up quick, and you realize that it's more than just a game; it's more than a hobby. You know, it's it's a profession, and you know it's also a sport you love, and. You know, that was kind of the the reason I went for it. Um believed that was good enough. My my dad believed that was good enough. Um so it was uh it was it was an easy decision really.
0: Yeah, were you were you any good at the football, John? Were you? Did you ever get did you play a bit with minors or anything, did you?
1: Um yeah, I was handy enough at Gaelic and Hurling. I pl- I would have played hurling with Cork kind of all all the way up through the underages. <clears throat> um I moved to England when I was sixteen, so yeah. You know, I never kind of got to the age for the the minor teams, um, but yeah, it would have been it would have been handy to be fair.
0: Yeah, what um, I suppose what's the aim now for Sheffield as well as I said to get back to the Premier League, but I suppose with with Ireland now, I suppose one day you'd love to emulate and do what maybe like we all remember the well, just about the World Cup in 2002, the excitement that brought, and like what about the Euros in 2016? I suppose that's the aim you'd love to get the... Something like that eventually with, with Ireland.
1: Yeah, listen with Sheffield United, you can only look at the next game. Um, obviously the bigger picture, everyone knows what, what a lot of clubs in the championship are aiming to do. <laughs> um, so we're just taking it game by game, trying to trying to improve, trying to win games, see where it takes us. Um, yeah, with Ireland, you know, the, the ultimate goal for every Irishman is to is to play in a major tournament for Ireland and you know very disappointing that we didn't manage to qualify obviously um but you can only look ahead um and obviously we got the nations league coming up next year now which is which is big for us and you know as a team and as players and as a group we we all just want to keep getting better and you know trying to make irish people proud so you know that's the that's the main thing and Hopefully that culminates getting to, you know, getting to more tournaments in, in the coming years, even, you know, after we're, we're long gone from playing, you know, you want to see Ireland in major tournaments. It bring, brings a huge buzz to to the country. And, you know, that's that's the plan.
0: No, it's actually one question I skipped here. It's actually, it's funny because, like, I played a bit of rugby, but, like, you'd see when Ireland qualified for major tournaments in soccer, the country just shuts down, like, you know, it's just a whole other level. But, like, one question I did want to ask you, John, is that, um, like, as I said, you played with, play with Greenwood um, and then you, you come from Toker and you moved on. But when you're th- thinking of the route now, like I always have this debate with a few of my buddies that are massively into the, the soccer. Like, if you compare to rugby, right, like um, rugby actually has a very low number player-wise, you know, but it has a massive uh, viewership, right? But when you compare that to soccer, has a massive uh, there's a lot of people play soccer in the country like why do you think the roof could be improved in soccer say if you compare that to rugby like you know they seem to be throwing players out to rugby whereas maybe do you not think the soccer route could be improved slightly in ireland to help young fellas with a better route
1: um <clears throat> it's a hard one really because soccer is such a global sport you know every every country in the world um play soccer, you know, there's so many competitive teams and top teams in soccer, whereas I think rugby's, you know, a lot smaller um, on a global stage. Um, whereas you might you might be playing rugby in Ireland, competing with, you know, other Irish players for a contract, whereas if you go to the Premier League at 16, 17, you're competing with the whole world for a contract. Um, you know, you could have fellas from Brazil, Argentina, anything coming, you know, trying to take your place, really. Um, so I think it, it's quite hard to, to talk about the two um, together because they're they're so different in in yeah. that stage. But I think you know the rugby has the it has the framework in Ireland to you know to keep players at home, um, you know to to keep them in Munster, Leinster, Ulster, Connacht and develop them there. Whereas you know soccer is slightly different. Um, you know I think the trying to get investment for academies and you know to to try and ramp it up like like other European countries um, would like be brilliant.
0: That, do do you know what I mean? She, the last time out, they'll say is that like, like you know, if you go to in Ireland, there's like a rugby school, and you know, you go there's a hurling school that would have been St. Coleman's and stuff like that. but like, I can't really think of any soccer schools. Like, you made it as a pro, and you really had to tough it out to make it as a pro.
1: Yeah, my, my school was a big soccer school, though. All right. Um, yeah, we played a lot of soccer in Sperrinave. You know, Douglas always Douglas Comet, a good soccer team. There is schools as well, um, you know, but. It's only kind of when you go to England, you know. I went to England at 16 to Premier League academy. Um, you're playing against other Premier League academies, and I suppose you have to be there first hand, really, just to see the level of competition. Um, you you might have, you know, I I would have probably trained two or three nights a week um, from the age of about six to to 16 in soccer. Obviously, training with G- Gaelic football and hurling too, but. You know, you you come to England and you're you're talking to a fella and he's been training four or five times a week since he was six years of age. Yeah. So you know it's uh it's it's a big gulf um, in terms of the academies in England and you know the the setups in Ireland. But Irish players, you know, do seem to take to it. Um, you know, obviously it'd be great to be churning out superstars, but you know, I think a lot of a lot of groundwork probably has to go in to, to achieve that. Um you know, kids. Some kids are starting from such a young age in England now, coming through the whole system. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose since the academy system started, you can you can see the players in England are starting to churn out now. You know, probably started 10-12 yeah. years ago properly, and they're churning out you know top top young players. And you know, that's that's kind of I'd say that's the that's the main reason they're doing that.
0: Yeah. Well, I thought like one stat that I thought was very impressive is that uh, I think we were saying that we were watching the Ireland Portugal game, and I think. Was Cork the most represented county on the pitch at one stage?
1: I think we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. We've, we've a good few now in the squad, so it's uh, it's good. That always helps. Um, and It's good that we all know each other too, so long may that continue.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then I suppose, John, final few questions is, um, what do you think you'll do when you finally hang up the boots? Do you think you'll, you'll come back to Cork or will you try something else? Or do you think you'll always stay involved in the game?
1: um i'd like to think so yeah um you know i love sport love football i'd love to stay stay in it in some capacity but you know we'll see what happens um keeping my options open gotta you know hopefully have a few things going on by then so we'll we'll see um whether that's in cork whether it's in england whether it's somewhere else um you know i don't know haven't haven't really fixated on it so much just have to see see what life brings
0: yeah yeah i did finally john i do this for all my all well, my guests, uh, 60 second questions where you throw questions at you and you have to think at the spot, right? So, uh, favorite food? Steak. Uh, favorite golf course?
1: All head of Kinsale.
0: How often do you do your dirty laundry? Uh, once a week. Uh, go to karaoke song?
1: Um, St. Brendan's Voyage.
0: Uh, hoodie or Windbreaker? Hoodie. Biggest fear? Snakes. Um, what is something you've never tried but want to?
1: Um, American football.
0: And favorite film?
1: Tough um, one. Probably A Star is Born.
0: All right. And uh, finally, Cork Carey?
1: Uh, I'll have to say Kerry Anchor. Cork <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, John look, thanks a million for that uh, I must say I, I've listened I really enjoyed your podcast with Tomáš as well last summer it was amazing. Oh, yeah. I thought it was very good but uh, look keep the flag flying for us over in England and, and uh, good luck with Ireland and good luck with Sheffield and everything else you do
1: I will do top man thanks a million
0: thanks John cheers
1: cheers bud man
0: Great and thanks for listening and thanks again to John because I know he's got a busy schedule this month and I must say Cork's a small place and I remember hearing about John when he was younger and his development and it's great to see that he's come through as a top top professional because you know he would have had some he had major injury setbacks but he stuck with it and he came through and at only 29 years of age I'm sure he's got some great days ahead in the Irish shirt and the Sheffield United one. So until next time, where I'll have someone else from the world of sport on, remember you can get this podcast on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Neville Dunhu. Thanks for listening. I'm out of here.